Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for another day of coming in your presence. We thank you for all that you've done and yet going to do, O Lord. And we thank you that you watched over us as we slumbered and slept. And that we found grace in your sight this morning. Because you awaken us to be in the land of the living. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. We just ask you, Father, in the name of your son, Yeshua. that you would open up the eyes of our understanding and that we may comprehend and understand what the Spirit is speaking to us individually. That you would write your word upon the tables of our heart. Father, that we may not sin against you. And if we have fallen in sin, Father, we know that we have an advocate ever living to intercede on our behalf. And we also know, Father, that we can come boldly before the throne of grace in time of need, asking for forgiveness and knowing, Father, with confidence that you will wash us in the blood of your Son, Yeshua, from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Abba. We thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave your Son for us, O Lord. So this morning, Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Abba, for your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.
We want to be transformed into the image of Jesus. We want to be like him, O oh Lord. We want to have his heart. We thank you, Lord. That we are being transformed into his image and into his likeness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, beloved. Good morning to you. Blessings and peace up on you and your family. This is Women of Grace, a voice in the wilderness. Glory to God. Meeting with you this morning, hallelujah, in the word of God. Seeking his face, beloved. Hallelujah. Sitting at his face, sitting at his feet, desiring to learn from him. Glory to God. You know, it's interesting that people say that they love you. Hallelujah. But their actions is something totally different from what comes out of their mouth. And today we'll be talking about the heart of God. The heart of God. We're close in our Roman study. Hallelujah. We're on lesson 31. In our Roman study, we began the beginning of this year. And uh, we're down to lesson 31 and 32. Turn your swords to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Hallelujah. I pray that you all read all of Romans 15 last night. And we're coming to the close of um, Paul's letter. To the Christians that are in Rome. And he left instructions to them on who they are in Christ. And how we are no longer under the law. But we are under grace, under new covenant. And we must keep in mind, beloved, that Paul was writing to the Jewish Christians that were in Rome. See, because the Gentiles did not have the law. They did not know 
about God. They knew of God through the Jews. Hallelujah. But they did not share in the law. Hallelujah. So they didn't have the law. So we must remember that the Bible, the oracles of God, hallelujah, and the Old Testament and part of the New Testament was written to the Jews. Paul's audience in the beginning were Jews. Then God sent him to the Gentiles who had did not have the law. So he's not speaking to the Gentiles and 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 for say, but he's been talking to the Jewish people <clears throat> where some of them were trying to force the convert, the Gentile converts to follow the law of Moses. And and it got back to Paul, where it got back to him that this was going on. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, God through the Holy Spirit, had Paul to write them a letter, 16 pages long, hallelujah, to explain to them that the Jews are no longer up under the law, the sacrificial law, the ritual law, but that they are under the new covenant, which is love. Some of the Sadducees and the Pharisees were trying to convert or convert the the Gentile believers, telling them that in order to uh, set uh, seal their salvation, that they needed to follow the law of Moses and be circumcised. So error crept into the church during Paul's day. They were trying to convert the Gentiles into Judaism. But Paul, hallelujah, found out and he began to deal with that problem. Also in the book of Romans, we find out who we are in Christ the Messiah that through baptism we have died with Christ and risen with Christ, that we're new creatures in Christ the Messiah. Here we're finally down here. We talked about how we to love one another, uphold one another, be there for one flesh. Being worldly. Walking in the flesh. If you're walking in the flesh, you cannot please God. That was in Romans chapter 8. That's if you're walking in the flesh. If you are carnally minded, you cannot please God. For the flesh and the spirit are enmity against one another. And see, the flesh will not yield to God's law or be obedient to it. And that's what's going on in the in the body of Christ today, that many are not putting off the deeds of the flesh. 
we talked about um, the um, the works of the flesh. This is described in Galatians, also in Corinthians, the works of the flesh. And these works will keep you out of the kingdom of God. The preaching of once saved, always saved is not is not always true, beloved. It's unnecessarily true. Because the works of the flesh, the 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 manifestations of the flesh, the desires and cravings of the flesh that are hostile against God will keep you from heaven, keep you out of the kingdom. And many of us are striving to enter into the kingdom of God. And Paul warns the believers in Rome for them to put off the works of darkness, to put off the deeds of the flesh. Hallelujah. That if you're walking in the flesh, you cannot please God. When I first moved down here to California... I believe that it was the Holy Spirit. I believe that it was. Hallelujah. Directed me to this church that um, worshipped on Saturdays. And I started going to the church. Hallelujah. At that time, beloved, I was still, hallelujah, being restored, being delivered. Hallelujah. From the mouth of the lion. And uh, I was very sensitive, hallelujah, in the spirit. And as I, you know, continued to go, you know, um, went to the the Bible studies. They didn't have Bible studies on a regular basis, didn't have prayer on a regular basis, which concerned me. And as I continued to go and got to know one of the pastors, hallelujah, I remember the first incident. I explained to him how I had backslid, and his comment was to me that you cannot please God. That was the first check I got in my spirit because in um, the book of Hebrews it says that faith pleases God, that we must believe that he is and that he's the reward of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. And that if you're walking in the flesh, you cannot please God, but if you're walking by faith, Being obedient pleases God. And when he said that to me, I got a check in my spirit. Okay. This man is living by the Old Testament law. So I continued going. Hallelujah. Continued going. Went to the Bible studies and stuff like that. Second time I sat down and counseled, this time I had told them that I was looking for employment. I was looking for a job. His wife asked me for uh, if I could bring, give her my resume. Hallelujah, I'd done that, but there was no results. There was no backup behind that. There was another check in my spirit. And as time progressed and went on, things had happened, hallelujah, that I was getting checks in my spirit that were 
eras that that hallelujah you know we we can seem like we're all for god and 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 look like we're walking in the spirit and find out that we truly are not walking in the spirit see we should be people that have the same heart as god has towards one another and when God says that he is going to do something for you, you have that confidence and expectation. You go before God in prayer and you leave your request at the altar. You are sure and have confidence that God is going to answer your prayer. He's going to do what he has said that he was going to do. This builds relationship. This builds trust. And we should have the same mind and character as Christ had, as God has. And when we're not people of our word, see, beloved, because our word is the only thing that we can stand on that has collateral. And when we break our word, that it begins to develop. Uh, it it actually begins to destroy trust in the other individual that is trusting your word. We can trust in God's word because God's word is true. If He said that He's going to do it, He will do it. It may not be. In our time frame, hallelujah, but he would do it. I remember some things that he had told me, hallelujah, back when I was uh, born, freshly born in 1987. He said some things to my heart. And as time went on, you know, I actually forgot about him, to be honest with you. And as those things happened and occurred, the Holy Spirit would bring those promises that he's spoken to me in 1987 back to my remembrance. I said, yeah, right, God, you did say that. We as a people of God should walk in love and integrity and that our words should be true and, and things are, hallelujah, I saw error. Checks were in my spirit. Hallelujah, that was not the was incorrect. One night I went to him, things were so tough and where I was at that I went to them for counsel that I was hurting. Hallelujah. Hoping and praying that this pastor had wisdom. And he brought up my grandchildren. That you have to you must not be concerned about your grandchildren and whatever he said and I'm like, God, I think, no, that is incorrect. I come seeking counsel for my own soul, for my own heart. I was seeking God desperately. At one prayer service, and I remember when the law for same-sex marriage was passed, it would, I mean, it really grieved my spirit. And that night we had uh, prayer. And I cried out for the United States that God would forgive us of our great sins and forsaking him. And, and the Holy Spirit took control. And, hallelujah. 
The prayer was so anointed and, you know, they thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even one lady in the prayer group they said it was a demon. I knew then that this was not the place for me. I guess God was showing me. He was showing me how to recognize truth from error. And he slowly stopped me from going to that church because they were living under the Mosaic law, not the covenant, trying to mix the two together. Beloved, we are up under the new covenant, which is the blood of Christ, up under the blood of Christ. That is the new covenant. Love is the fulfilling of the law, the Ten Commandments, because we are to love God and love our fellow man. The first four commands of the Bible is loving God. The rest of the uh, the four The rest, the seven, the other six, are loving man, our conduct and behavior towards man. So when we walk in love, we are fulfilling the law of God. See, because love does no wrong to his neighbor. Will not hurt his neighbor, Romans chapter 13, verse 10. Here, we're talking about the heart of God. Paul is now coming to the close of his letter. He has covered much ground concerning the wonderful work of salvation accomplished by Christ. He has been very outspoken, very bold concerning the truths of the gospel and the liberty it has brought us out from the bondage under the law, talking to the Jews. Now, as he gives his closing thoughts, he shares with us the closest thing that is upon his heart and indeed upon the heart of God, the salvation of those as yet unreached. God's love for mankind and his desire for their salvation was so great that he gave everything of himself to make it possible for us to come into relationship with him. He became one, a servant of the Jews. Turn your swords to Romans chapter 15. We're going to jump down to verse 8. Romans 15 verse 8 reads, For I tell you that Christ the Messiah became a servant and minister to the circumcised, the Jews, in order to show God's truthfulness and honesty by confirming, verifying the promises given to our fathers. We who are not Jews should understand that God set apart the Jewish nation, hallelujah, to bring the rest of the world unto himself. But they failed in their mission. Glory to God. They become they became proud, they became arrogant, they became pompous, feeling that hallelujah, the uh anything outside of Jew, the Jewish nation was unclean. 
But all the while, God had a plan also for the Gentiles. If you carefully read the book of Exodus, the uh, the uh, Exodus, uh, hallelujah, Exodus, their deliverance from bondage, the Jews was not the only people that were slaves in Egypt. If you carefully read uh, Exodus, when God told them about the Passover, the Jews were not only the only ones in bondage and slavery in Egypt. All those Moses told, and all the slaves, you know, all of them in the same place. Moses gave each and every one of them instructions, including the non-Israelites. Hallelujah. And everyone that followed the instructions that Moses gave about the lamb and putting the blood on the doorpost that the deaf angel would pass them by. This word went throughout, hallelujah, all those that were in slavery, all those that was in bondage. And it was not just only Jews. And all those that observed and followed the, the instructions of Moses, their firstborn, were saved and they were delivered. The word of God says that a multitude of people went forth out of Egypt. Not, it was not only the Jews, beloved, but was also others, hallelujah, that were delivered out of bondage. We must understand this. And the, the, the Jewish people, God picked out the Jewish people to be, to bring the world unto himself. This is why it says about our forefather, he says that for I tell you that Christ the Messiah became a servant and a minister to the circumcised, the Jews, in order to show God's truthfulness and honesty by confirming, verifying the promises given to our fathers. Christ fulfilled the mission, the task of showing truthfulness and honesty by confirming and verifying the promises that were given to the fathers. Jesus came down as a servant of God's truth. We as well should be servants of God's truth. He worked for the Jews in order to fulfill every word and promise God had made to them and to their patriarchs, as well as God is working for us and fulfilling every word and promise that he has made to us, beloved, the covenant that he has made with us through Christ the Messiah. Hallelujah. Turn your source to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, hold your place at verse 27. 
Also turn your swords to Matthew's chapter 20. Hold your place in verse 28. Matthew's chapter 20, verse 28. Christ became a servant, beloved. And if we are to have the mind of Christ, we are to become the servants of God, speaking truth, sharing truth, being truthful, living truthful. Hallelujah. Keeping our word, building up relationships with trust. Glory to God. Luke chapter 22, verse 27 reads, For who is the greater, the one who reclines at table, the master, or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am in your midst as one who serves. Christ was a servant. He became a servant. Beloved, we must realize what Christ gave up to become a servant. He laid down his crown. He laid it down, beloved. He gave it up. He came to earth willingly. His daddy did not force him. Did not make him. It was all out of love. Christ laid down his crown. He laid down his divinity to become flesh. The word became flesh. To bring forth the truth, to fulfill all of the prophecies and the promises that God the Father gave to the patriarchs and to take down the wall of separation that separated man from God. Christ became a servant unto all. Let's go to, and if you want to be someone in the kingdom of God, you must be a servant. You must learn to serve. You must be a man or a woman of your word, building relationships based on trust and truth. Hallelujah. Having the same mind as Christ. Christ said he was going to do something. He did it. The people were able to trust his word. And seeing that we are representatives of the king, the great king, people should be able to trust our word, beloved. We shouldn't be we shouldn't say something out of our mouths that we are we are not, we might forget that we said we did and then get an attitude because we are confronted with it. If you say that you're gonna do something, be a man or a woman of your word. Your word is what builds trust. But if you're constantly telling someone that you're going to do this and that time comes around and you don't do it, or you, you, uh, you're you picky with who you want to do, what you keep your promises with, that's not God. And then when the person that you made the promise to confronts you 
with the promise that you broken. Don't get mad and have an attitude and make excuses. Own up to your wrong. Own up to it. Glory to God. We are to be people of integrity. And to be great in the kingdom of God, you must become a servant. Serving other people. Whether serving the word of God, hallelujah, whether serving in prayer, whether serving in training and instruction, we are servants. To be great in the kingdom of God, you must become a servant first. Learning to serve. Glory to God. Be a man or a woman of your word of integrity and of truth. Hallelujah. Being open to people. Like I tell you, beloved, I am not perfect. I'm telling you, I will forget. And it's because of my age. But if I say that I'm going to do something, my word is my bond to you. Good morning to you, Sister Bloom. My word is my bond to you. If I tell you that I'm going to do something, I am going to do it. If I forget, I will come and apologize to you about it. I'm not going to get no attitude and feel like I'm all that. Hallelujah. I mean, I have experienced that from, from hallelujah, those in the church. See, pride is an ugly thing. It's ugly. Oh, it's real ugly. Pride causes hurt. It damages the body of Christ. It's full of arrogancy. Hallelujah. When the Bible says that if you, uh, when you're born again, your old life has passed away, that means that all those hurts and all, all of that discrepancy, everything that you went through passed away. It was buried, literally, that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And you know where, hallelujah, when you, we, the, the people, we're the ones that caused most of the hurt to believers in the church. We're the ones that open doors of rejection up. When we feel like we're all bad in a bag of chips, when we feel like we arrive and, oh, oh, we goody two-shoes, we, <laughs> we open up doors of rejection. We open, reopen those doors that God delivered that person from when they were baptized and believed in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. By the way we act, by the way we walk. And we, as servants of Christ, we, we read yesterday that we are not to be a stumbling block. Become a stumbling block to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you're rejecting people, that, that, that becomes a stumbling block because it brings hurt. It brings feelings of unacceptance in the body. 
Glory to God. Make them feel like they're not needed, that God don't really love them. That I'm nothing. This is this is pride is an ugly thing. It destroys. And who is the father of pride? Satan. That is what got him kicked out of the kingdom of heaven to begin with. It was him that was full of pride and haughtiness. He began to look at his own beauty. He began to look at how wise God had made him to the point that he wanted to kick God off the throne, beloved. Now that's deep. Satan thought that he can kick his creator off of the throne. And that's why war broke out in heaven. That's why, hallelujah, in the beginning of Genesis chapter 1, one and, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, where it says that the earth was void. Hallelujah. God created the heavens and the earth. It was flourishing. It was beautiful. And God gave charge of the planets to the angels. But war broke out. And it brought devastation and destruction. And this was all because one angel was full of pride. We must learn how to be servants in the kingdom of God to serve one another, to truly love one another. To speak the truth in love. We should speak to our brothers and sisters. We should see our brothers and sisters in Christ the Messiah. Glory to God. Instead of pointing out their faults and their failures. We should see Christ in them. Because Christ is all the while at work on the inside of them to do of his good will and pleasure. Not your good will and pleasure. His good will and pleasure. The word of God said that he will complete, accomplish that work on the inside of you until the day of Christ the Messiah comes. Not your work, not your com your completion, we should see people, the, the body, the beloved, in Christ the Messiah. But instead, we're looking through the eyes of the flesh. And we cause a lot of damage. Cause a lot of hurt. A lot of rejection. And I remember, beloved, hallelujah, when, as I was being restored, I mean, I was seriously seeking God the word of God. I was seeking it. I was craving it. I was desiring it. Wanting counsel. I desperately wanted counsel. I wanted to hear the word of God. Hallelujah from a leader. To restore me. To pray over me. Hallelujah. I couldn't find it. Broken promises. I remember um, setting up appointment with a, 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 a prophetess, a pastor leader. 
And she the one that set the appointment. And uh, I was there at the time for that appointment, waited for a call, waited, waited, waited. Never called. Time passed. Next day, saw her on Facebook, and I asked her what happened, and she said, what happened with what? I said, "We, you were supposed to counsel me. She didn't even remember. And and I be and I confront her, I said, That's not showing integrity of God. That's not showing the integrity of God. And she and she attacked me for real. Or you're just speaking out of your rejection. No, I was you <laughs> we must be men and women of our word, beloved. That builds trust. Hallelujah. God was a, is a man of his word. He does not lie, and we can trust in his word. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 reads, Just as the Son of Man came not to be waited on, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many, the price paid to set them free. Christ came as a servant. He gave his life as a ransom to set many free. Hallelujah. Are you willing to be a servant? Are you wanting, you desiring to be served? A lot of folks want to be Indians. I kid you not. A lot of people want to be Indians, whether it's in the church world or whether it's in the secular world. A lot of folks want to be Indians. But no, I'm sorry, chiefs. A lot of people want to be chiefs, but nobody's willing to be an Indian. No one's willing to serve. Chiefs, they don't serve. They just, they sit and they are served. And we stepping on one another and hurting one another so that we can be a chief. Me personally, beloved, I'd rather be in the background, being a servant. See, it's not the people that are in the forefront that's doing all the work. It's the ones in the back that you don't see that are doing all, that is doing all the work. It is those prayer warriors that are praying that you don't see. Serving in prayer. It's those that greet hospitality, the encouragers, the ones in the background that you do not see, are the ones, hallelujah, building up the body of Christ, not the ones that you see in the forefront. Each one of us should have a heart of a servant to serve one another, to serve one another in love. That is. You know, a lot of people sit up and tell you, hallelujah, forget about your past, forget about your past. Now, mind you, beloved, you have forgotten all about your past because you know you've been set free. Glory to God. It's people that keep your past before you, not you. It is people that's constantly bringing up your past to you. And they try to switch it around. Hallelujah. Double psychology. 
to make you think that you're the one that's thinking about your past, that you're living in your past, and you actually are not. You have been set free, and you know you've been set free. You know what Christ has done for you. It is people that hold on to your past. Glory to God. But in Christ the Messiah, beloved, if you have identified yourself in his death, his burial, and his resurrection through baptism, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to put plugs in your ears that you won't hear all that nonsense that pertains to the old, the old Tom. Tom died. Hallelujah. Tom is a new creature now in Christ Jesus. Beloved, I didn't get to the point that I don't want to hear the nonsense. If you're talking about my past, I can't talk to you. Because that's my past. That's not who I am now. Glory to God. I'm a lover. Hallelujah. We are lovers in the kingdom. Sister Blue, you a lover. Whoever else is listening, you are a lover in the kingdom of God. Walk in it. Hallelujah. Learn to be servants. We are servants in God's kingdom. And who are we serving? We're serving Christ the Messiah. The word of God said that when Christ returned, he's coming with rewards in his hands. Hallelujah. Uh, hey, he's, the word of God says that when Christ Jesus returns, he's coming with rewards in his hands. We are lovers in the kingdom of God. And we are servants in his kingdom, serving God. We want to have the heart attitude that we want to please you, Abba. It's all about pleasing you, Abba. The next one, the hope of the Gentiles. God, hallelujah, through Christ, he became the hope of the Gentiles. Turn, let's go back to Romans chapter 15. Going back to Romans chapter 15, we're going to read verses 9 to 12. Romans chapter 15, God Almighty, Jesus became hope to the Gentiles. Romans chapter 15, verse 9 through 12 reads out of the Amplified. It says, and also in order that the Gentile nations might glorify God for his mercy, not his mercy, not coveted, to them, as it is written, there I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, exalt, O Gentiles, along with his own people. It says, alone with his own people, talking about the Jews. God was bringing them together. He tore down the wall of separation that separated the Gentiles from the Jews. That we are all one. There's neither Greek, barbarian, nor Jew. In God's eyesight, we are all one. 
Verse 11, and again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. Verse uh, 12, and Father Isaiah says, there shall be a sprout from the root of Jesse, he who raises the rule over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles hope. Hallelujah. The Gentiles are the non-hallelujah. Those were the Greeks, non-Jewish, hallelujah. They found their hope in the gospel. They found hope in the preaching of the gospel. The Jews were continually rejecting the gospel. And God sent Paul to the Gentiles. The uh, Apostle Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles. And he began to preach the word of God to the Gentiles. And many were saved. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter uh, 11 verse 10 reads, And it shall be... In that day that the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire and seek knowledge, and his dwelling shall be glory, his rest glorious. Through Christ we have rest, beloved. Revelations chapter 5 verse 5 reads, Then one of the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin said to me, Stop weeping. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root source of David, has won, has overcome and conquered. He can open the stroll and break its seven seals. Who is he referring to? He's talking about Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua. Here is another point. He says, then one of the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin, whatsoever is in heaven, hallelujah, God commanded Moses, hallelujah, to put here on earth. All things was a foreshadow of what was already in heaven. The temple, Sanhedrin, the order of the priests, all of that was already in heaven. And here John was weeping, but he said the lion of Dru- the the lion of the tribe of Judah, talking about Christ, the Messiah, the root of Jesse, overcame the enemy. He won the battle. So therefore, beloved, we are fighting not for victory, but we are fighting from the victory that Christ won on the cross for us. And this hope was passed to the Gentiles, the preaching of the gospel of Yeshua. Christ's service to the Jews was not for their sake alone. Hallelujah. The promises given to them also included the promise that the Gentiles would find their hope in him. And And this hope is the result, says Paul, of the unparalleled mercy of God. Romans 15 verse 9, and also in order that the Gentile nations might glorify God for his mercy to them. 
It is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. It is because of the mercy of God that the Gentiles were grafted in to the true vine. Hallelujah. And they glorify God because of it. Paul then quotes four Old Testament scriptures to verify this. This is scripture that has been fulfilled, prophesied in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Everything in the Old Testament was leading to Christ the Messiah and how he was going to fulfill, how he was going to fulfill and demonstrate the love of God. He came he came here as a servant. And he became hallelujah, he became a sacrifice for us that we may follow his lead. Copy him. We are to be servants. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of hope offers hope to a hopeless world. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 reads, May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. <clears throat> Did it say by the power, Jackie? Did it say by the power of T.D. Jakes? Did it say by the power of Bishop Brazier? It says by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit, beloved, we have been sealed unto the day of redemption. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit that love is shed abroad in our hearts. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit that hope is overflowing within our hearts, beloved. He said, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing. If you don't have any joy and if you don't have any peace, hallelujah, Question if God is filling you with this hope. He said, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Let me read it out of the King James Version. Hallelujah. Let's compare versions. Hallelujah. Was that First Peter? Sorry, First Peter, uh, chapter one, verse eight and nine. The King Je the King James version reads. He says, "Oh, I'm sorry, Romans fifteen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in Peter. Hallelujah. Romans fifteen, verse." Uh, verse, let's verse 9, verse 10, 
Verse 13. Verse, it reads out the King James says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. He says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Where is your hope at? Where does your hope lie at? Who does it, who does it lie in? Is it in the leader behind the pulpit? Or is your hope resting in Christ the Messiah in his finished work? He said, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing. What are you believing? And, and if, if, if what are you believing? Is it bringing joy and peace to your soul? What are you believing? Where is your faith at? And is it causing joy and peace? And that's part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Which we read on yesterday. Talking about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness. Through the experience of your faith by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflow, overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Many in the body of Christ, beloved, today is not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Many today are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're baptized, but it's not the Holy Spirit. There's no way, hallelujah, if you have been baptized and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to produce his fruits within you, and they're going to, they're going to show. They're going to manifest. Hallelujah. There's no way, beloved, that you should be walking around with a lemon face if you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. See, because the Holy Spirit, as he says, is that the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. And the, and the fruits of the Spirit... The Holy Spirit produces hope and joy, produces peace in you. Where's your hope? Where, what does your hope lie in? Who does it lie in? Where does it lie in? Does it lie in the finished work of Christ, the Messiah? Hallelujah. Turn your swords to First Peter. We almost complete with this chapter, First Peter chapter one, and we're gonna read verses eight through nine. That's first Peter chapter one, verse eight through nine. It says, Our trust in this great work of service by Christ brings us four things. He says, Our trust in this great work of service by Christ bring us four things. One, 
joy. An overflowing heart because righteousness has brought us relationship with God will produce joy. Let me repeat it again. Joy, an overflowing heart because righteousness has brought us relationship with God. As Peter put it in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, which reads out of the Amplified Bible, without having seen him, you love him. Though you do not even now see him, you believe in him and exalt and thrill with inexpressible and, gl- and glorious triumph, heavenly joy. You believed, hallelujah, in Christ the Messiah, and you have not seen him. Verse 9, at the same time, you receive the result, outcome, consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You received it, and it produces joy. John chapter 20, verse 29 reads, Jesus said unto them, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. You haven't seen Christ the Messiah, but you still believe in the testimony of the gospel. You believe. You are considered blessed. Hallelujah. Some of us have the privilege of Christ manifesting himself to you, whether it's via by personal Uh, natural, or by vision, or by dream. I remember when I first got saved, hallelujah, young lady came to me and she said, I know a man who can deliver you out of this, uh, can deliver you from the situation you're in. Now, mind you, I was thinking naturally. I wasn't thinking spiritually. So she handed me a Bible. She handed me a Bible, told me to read the Gospel of John. And hallelujah, you know, when people are desperate states, they're quick to obey and follow. Hallelujah, and God God opens and reveals itself. So uh, I was being obedient, and I started to read the Gospel of John. And, and she didn't come preaching preaching Jesus to me. All she said is, I know a man who can get you out of the situation that you're in. God knows how to draw each one of us. He knows what to say and how to say it that will get our attention. This is why Jesus told the apostles that I will make you fishers of men. That young lady was a fisher of men. And what she said to me, it was bait, called me. Hallelujah. So 
So as I began to read the Gospel of John, I'm searching for this man. Hallelujah. I didn't have no doubt in my heart. I'm looking for this man. Hallelujah. And I, it kind of dawned on me, you know. But uh, as I was reading the book of John, the very scriptures itself became alive. It's, it was as if I was sitting in a movie theater, guys. And and the Gospel of John was being played out on this big giant screen. It was like it was in 3D. Hallelujah. And then I saw myself in the film, in the movie, walking with the apostles, walking uh, with the disciples. Hallelujah. Following Christ the Messiah as I was reading the book of John. It became real to me. It was alive. It was hallelujah. I lived it. I saw it. I felt it. It was real. Mind you, I came from a home that my mother, um, my mother and dad, they taught us to be good citizens, respectable daughters. I t- I was taught that. Hallelujah! Getting pregnant and 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 um, outside of marriage would bring shame to the family. Would bring a reproach to the family. We were taught. We 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 were raised and grew up on the Ten Commandments, and that was you know not only at home, but in school. So I thought I was a good girl. Thought I was okay. May not have did all those hideous other sins that people did, you know, in my mind. This is what I'm thinking. But when the gospel became alive to me and I understood right then and there, I believed that that good people need a savior too. It ain't the criminals and those that are out there doing bad, bad things. It's, the good folks need a savior too. And it was real, as real as I'm talking to you now. And that was back in 1986. And I still remember as, as, as if it happened yesterday. But he is our hope, beloved. And from that I receive joy. See, God knows your heart, and he knows if you truly believe or not. He says, blessed are those that have not seen but yet believe. You are blessed if you have not had that experience or that encounter with Christ the Messiah. And the experience with Christ the Messiah with me did not end just that day. It continued on where I sat at Jesus' feet being taught of him being taught from him, where I walked in the garden with Christ, where I seen the great throne of God, the great white throne of God, that is, where I seen, hallelujah, what actually happened and went on. God knows our heart, and you can have an encounter with Christ. He is alive. 
He is alive. And you can have the same encounter. God knows your heart. And he wants to fill your heart with joy. He wants to fill your heart with peace. He wants to fill your heart with hope and power. The next one is peace. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Hallelujah. Also turn your sword to Philippians. I'm trying to hurry up and get through with this chapter because we're at the end of it. Hallelujah. Peace, the next one is peace. A rest because we know we belong to God and he has all things under his control. If you don't have peace in your heart today, you can receive peace today. A rest knowing that you belong to God and he is all in all things are under his hand, and he's the one that's in control, beloved. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, God is a partner with you. All things work together and are fitting into a plan. Whatever you're going through is working and fitting together into a plan for your life, for good, and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. God has a design and a purpose for your life. And no matter whatever you're going through, it's going to work out for your good. It's fitting into his plan for your life. But find your rest. Be assured, beloved, that you belong to God. You belong to Yahweh, Abba Father. Hallelujah. You belong to him. He, you are his, and he is yours. And it's working out for your good. Let's jump down to verse 31. It says, what then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, are you greater than his son whom he did not spare? No, we're not, beloved. But gave him up for us all. Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect when it is God who justifies, that is, who puts us in right relationship to him, who shall come forward and, and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquitted us, any, if you're going through any persecution from anybody, beloved, know this, God is the one that chose you. Not that person that's persecuting you, not the believers that's persecuting you. God has chosen you. He has picked you out for his very own. Hallelujah. He's the one that, hallelujah, has set you free. You're in a relationship with Christ Almighty. No one 
can bring a charge against you when it's God who has justified you. And it's a whole lot of folks, hallelujah, want to judge, want to condemn, want to make you feel like you're nothing. Be assured, beloved. And I'm talking to those that have been hurt in the church. God has selected you for a purpose, for a reason. And if God has elected you, has justified you, has acquitted you from all sin and guilt, guess what? Nothing nobody say or do can come against that. Then they're coming against God. When Paul the Apostle was going around persecuting the church, he thought he was doing God a favor. Like most religious people today think that they're doing God a favor. Jesus said enough was enough and him himself personally came down and met Paul. He said, Paul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you, Lord? How am I persecuting you? He thought that he was doing God a favor. When people persecute you, they think they're doing God a favor when in all actuality and truth and reality, you are persecuting Jesus Christ. You are persecuting Jesus Christ. When people talk about you like a dog, hallelujah. We ain't talking about the world. We're not talking about those that are lost. We're talking about those that's in the body of Christ that call on the name of Jesus. When they talk about you like a dog, guess what? They're talking about Jesus Christ like a dog. God has picked you and chosen you. You have been justified in his sight. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. When we get this truth in our hearts, hallelujah, nothing nobody say won't even matter no more. Because you know that you belong to Christ the Messiah. Your mind won't easily be moved. Your emotions won't easily be moved because you know that you belong to Yahweh, that you are his, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Where do we leave off? Uh, verse, verse 34. Who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus the Messiah who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God actually pleading as he intercedes for us? Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? Even as it is written, for thy sake, we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. 
Yet amid all these things, beloved, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Hallelujah. And if you're struggling in this area, beloved, you lost all hope, you lost all peace, read Romans chapter 8, verse 28, all the way down to verse 39. Continue to read it. May that be your assignment if you're being, if you're hurting. You've been through some things, been rejected. Read Romans chapter 8, verses 28, all the way down to 39. Continue to read it until you feel yourself set free. When you know that it's embedded in your heart, you know that you know that you know. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, it reads, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It is the peace of God that passes you understanding. And if you have understanding, it will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Paul promises that the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ the Messiah. Hallelujah. Two, uh, three, hope. Three, hope. Hallelujah. A glorious future in eternity. Here in Colossians chapter 1, Verse 27, it reads out the Amplified Bible, to whom God was pleased to make known how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, this mystery, which is Christ within and among you, the hope of realizing the glory. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. He is the hope of glory that abides in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4 through 6 read, Whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge and the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto us, his holy apostles and prophets, by the Spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Hallelujah. Christ has given us hope. Hallelujah. We have hope in Christ the Messiah. And also Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9 reads, And to make all men see, what is the fellowship of this mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. We must understand, beloved, that all things were hidden in God in the beginning of time. God knew that Adam was going to fall, and God had a plan set in place. Hallelujah. Christ is mentioned in the book of Genesis chapter 3. His very first mention, hallelujah, about him coming into the world to be the savior of mankind. 
and that he was going to come through a pure bloodline, the Jewish bloodline, the bloodline of Abraham. He is the promised seed. And if you are a new, if you are a born again believer, born again believer meaning being baptized, uh, being by water in the spirit, you are the spiritual seed of Abraham. Glory to God. And we have this hope that is in Christ, the Messiah. He is our glory. He is our hope. And he's returning, beloved. The king of glory is returning for his bride and is closer than what we think. The next thing, hallelujah, he has, he, he has given us is power. He has given us a supernatural empowering by the Holy Spirit of God, enabling us to meet all circumstances and overcome all obstacles. As described here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, which reads out the Amplified Bible. However, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel and frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he says, However, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel. We who have believed, who have been born again of water and the spirit, possess a treasure, and that is the light of the gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach. In these frail human vessels of earth, we are of the earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. <coughs> Too many people are trying to take God's power and they're falling left and right. God wants to demonstrate his power through our, our, our frail human bodies. He wants to demonstrate his power, his glory. He wants to demonstrate his love, beloved, to a lost world. Judgment begins at the house of God. God, hallelujah, judgment begins at the house of God, and God is in the judging process of the house, the body of believers today. It is a time to awake out of our sleep. It's time to walk the word of God, to live the word of God, to be the word of God. Allowing God to demonstrate his power through us. Us not receiving the glory, but him receiving the glory that is due him. This, this is God's heart and desire for every man, woman, and child on earth. That we reach out to others with the message of the gospel so that this God of hope may be known and experienced by all, Jews and Gentiles alike. This is God's desire, beloved, 
that we preach the gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. Not trying to convert them to the old messianic law that Christ fulfilled, hallelujah, in his life, in his ministry, and upon the cross. He became the Passover lamb, and we are under a new covenant. And that new covenant is love up under Christ the Messiah. He paid the price that we, hallelujah, may have hope, that we may have joy, hallelujah, that we may have peace, and that we may have power. You have the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside of you if you have identified yourself with Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection through baptism, hallelujah, through belief and faith in Christ the Messiah. You are blessed to believe the truth of the gospel. Well, beloved, we thank we thank the Lord for his word. We thank him for Lesson 31, Romans chapter um, 13 through 15. Father, we just thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for truth, Lord. We thank you, Father, that, hallelujah, you have mercy upon our souls, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, by not allowing us to continue on in our ignorance. We thank you, Father, that through Christ we have joy, peace, hope, and power. We thank you, Father. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would refresh us in the Holy Spirit. We ask, O oh Father, that through the Holy Spirit the joy and the peace and the hope will be cultivated. And, Father, that you will renew our strength, renew our joy, renew our peace, renew our hope. In Christ the Messiah. Father, and if we have hindered the work of the Holy Spirit that abides in us, Father, we ask for forgiveness right now. In the name of your Son, Yeshua. We ask for forgiveness right now. We have hindered the work of, of the Holy Spirit in us. If we have grieved him, hallelujah, but not allowing him to bring the transformation. It is by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Spirit alone, Lord, that we are transformed into the image of Christ. And we receive, Father, correction. We receive, Lord, forgiveness. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Yahweh. If we, hallelujah, become a stumbling block to our brothers and sisters, Father, reveal that to us, that we may repent and that we may go and restore that relationship. Father, because there's division, Father, we brought the division in the church, O oh Lord, because we refuse to die to ourselves and become servants. But, Father, we confess to you today, teach us how to be servants, to serve one another, Father, in love. Teach us, O oh Father, that our word is our bond, O oh Lord. Teach us to be men and women of our word, O oh Father. To build integrity, to build up trust and relationships, O oh Lord. And without trust, O oh Father, there can be no relationship. 
Just like with you, Lord, faith is simple, trust in you. We trust in you, O Lord. We trust in you. We trust in the hope of our salvation, which is in Christ the Messiah. We trust your word, O Lord. And, Father, we want to be men and women that people can trust us in our word, O Lord. Father, that we will demonstrate, we will be written epistles that are read by men, that we'll be doers of the word, O Lord, that many souls may be changed, Lord, and formed, that many will give their life to Christ, O Lord, by our testimony. Father, many have given Christians a bad name. But, Father, let us hear today, all those that's listening to this message today, make a conscious decision to live out Christ in our life, to allow Christ to live his life in our life. Hallelujah. That we will be doers of the word that we be we'll be servants, that we would truly, truly demonstrate your heart, O oh Father, the heart of love by dying to ourselves, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this Roman study. We thank you, Father, that you are all the while at work on the inside of each and every one of us to do of your goodwill and pleasure. And, Father, if you have justified us, if you have acquitted us, if you, Father, have found us not guilty, no one else has a right to condemn us. And if they have, Father, we forgive them right now. We release all those that have condemned us, all those that have judged us, everyone that has constantly brought up our past, hallelujah, we forgive them and we release them in forgiveness to you, Daddy. And we ask, so, oh Father, that you would bring them into the true revelation knowledge of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ that they may receive the forgiveness of sins, that they may be baptized in water and the Spirit and be born again, that they too, Father, may inherit the kingdom of God. Make your word a reality in our life, O oh Father, that we may live truly, that we may walk upright before you in truth, that we may speak truly to one another, that we will be a servant to one another, that we will truly love one another and mean it, Lord, because action speaks louder than words. Forgive us, Father. If we have said out of our mouth that we love someone and in that same breath, that same token, we turn around and we cause them hurt and harm. Forgive us, Lord. Wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, O oh Father. We thank you, Father. In the name of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.
Well, beloved, this ends lesson 31. Hallelujah. And as soon as I, hallelujah, glory to God, do the um, the uh, test for this lesson, I will, hallelujah, uh, send it out. Lesson 32, that's our last lesson for the Roman study. I will be sending it out. Now, if you are not, hallelujah, if you are not on our mailing list to receive any of the lessons that we teach, Women of Grace teach, you can write wog.vitw at hotmail.com, and I will send you the whole entire lesson of the Roman study from uh, study one to from lesson one to lesson 32. Share these lessons in a Bible study. Share these lessons with someone, beloved. Just don't take what you are learning and um, keep it to yourself. Share it. Spread the love. Spread the gospel. Spread the word of Christ. Via, if it's teaching, a Bible study at your home. See, you don't have to have a, 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 a license or a degree to do a Bible study at your home. If you know that God has called you, and you waiting on man to confirm you or to ordain you or whatever, God has already ordained you. He has already called you for the work of the gospel. Just be obedient. Be obedient. In small things, and he'll make you great over many. Hallelujah. I decided that I'm going to continue to do 730 Bible study, Monday through Friday. Because I found that when I start at 1030 and I'm already up, it doesn't go well. Hallelujah. Yesterday I did the Bible study. I didn't, I didn't feel right yesterday. Hallelujah. It wasn't, the, the, it wasn't anointed yesterday. Hallelujah. But we're going to do the the Bible study 7:30 a.m. Pacific time Monday through Thursday. Hallelujah. Keep keep the schedule as it as it was, but on Saturdays, even on Saturdays at 7:30 in the morning until God says otherwise. Well, beloved, may God bless you. May God keep you. May God's face shine upon you. As you continue to seek his face by sitting at his feet and learning from him until tomorrow morning, God bless you and shalom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.